Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> Good. How's your body doing? <laughs> it hasn't shut down yet, so everything's okay. Woo! Woo! Canada's a win. <laughs> the wheeze laugh. <laughs> That's going to be fun. I don't know why I decide when you're like, if I laugh, I have to cough. I'm like, well, then I'm going to try to make you laugh as much as humanly possible. Yeah, if I do anything, I'm going to cough now. So yeah. really, it doesn't matter what happens. Okay, nice. Um, I'm going to be in pain. <laughs> Speaking of being in pain... <laughs> Fantastic. Amazing. It's so much pain. So So much much emotion. This is a traumatizing film. (laughs) Thank you, Patron. (laughs) There's gonna be coughs in this one too, so sorry. (laughs) Patron. I actually suggested this one and I'm really sorry. The patrons went for it. And it's one of the few movies that before we watched it, I had to go, hey Kate, this is how it starts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're watching The Lodge. Yeah. Woo! I I like this movie. Yeah. I could probably watch it like maybe one more time emotionally. Mm. I think maybe mm. I have it in me, but I'm going to wait a few years. I will get to it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching it. I don't know if I could watch it again. <laughs> After watching it this time, I w- literally was like, I don't know how I watched it the first time. Yeah. Because this time I knew it was happening. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shaking my head the whole time, like a disappointed, like, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, yeah. as if my kids were in there and I was like, you. <laughs> yeah so i don't know how i watched it the first time especially because i didn't know what happened in the beginning yeah. and the beginning fucks me up this time let alone yeah when i didn't know yeah poor alicia silverstone okay oh. you want some facts about the lodge before i sure do everything's terrible yeah cool the lodge it said 2019 but it was also 2020 yeah i saw both dates i think 2019 could possibly be when it was at sundance because it was uh, at sundance first okay 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 so 2020 2019 yeah whatever yeah uh, it was directed by Veronica Franz, and there's going to be a lot of fun names in here. I just burped, too. Sorry. <laughs> Severin Fiala. I saw those names. and I was like, yeah. I can't wait until Nikki says them, then I don't have to. <laughs> Lucky you. Uh, they're an Austrian filmmaking duo. Uh, they also made uh, Goodnight Mommy, which yeah. is a German film that won uh, Best Foreign Film at the Academy Awards, I think. I've seen it, but it's been a long time. Yeah. So I'm not going to comment on it. Yeah. <laughs> I have I not seen it. So I also won't comment on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also made The Field Guide to Evil. Uh, oh, and this movie was also it's written by Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala, but it was also written by Sergio Cassi. Was the Field Guide to Evil an anthology? Yeah, I believe so. I think I saw that in theaters. I also so this this was at one of our film festivals. Um, yeah. So I didn't watch it necessarily, but it, it was there, and I played it on okay. film somewhere. It's possible I didn't. It just sounds so familiar that I'm like, I think I saw it. I think you may have seen it too because I remember talking about it and being like, "Oh, we played it at the film festival," and you're like, "I saw that one." Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that that was there. I I have such a memory of seeing it on the thing and being like, "Oh God, I gotta do that." Huh. Um. So Sergio Cassi, who also co-wrote the movie, I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. He also made The Call and American Cousins. That's all I got. Not a lot of info. Huh. Uh, I do have a lot of info about the cinematography, though, which is a name. Here we go. The cinematography was Timios Bakatakis. 
of course. Bag of Takis. Bag of Takis. so horrible. He's I'm Greek. Bag of Takis. I only learned ancient Greek, which is not incredibly helpful for the Nerd. Greek. Nerd. <laughs> um, <No>, that's fair. <laughs> say it with your can't chest. Help me. <laughs> I can't say it with my chest. It's congested. Timios, Bakatakis. I'm trying, Timios. Um, also did Hardcore, Kaneta, Dogtooth, which is a crazy movie. Mm. Keep the Lights On, The mm. Lobster, and I think I know the next one. Yep, Killing of a Sacred Deer. So I have, I know this is wrong, yeah. but in my heart and maybe in my brain, yeah. um, the lobster is on huh? the same plane as Swiss Army Man. Yeah, similar. Okay. Same. I feel better now. Company. Okay, I'm just like, I've never seen the lobster. I have seen Swiss Army Man. I believe Swiss Army Man came out and then like a little bit later, the lobster came out. So there was a lot of promotion for the two at similar times. Okay. Um, and they're both odd. So That's I what feel I was like, like. The vibes are weird. Yeah, the vibes are very yeah. similar. and. The lobster is more cynical and, like, sad, but kind of goofy. Huh. Where Swiss Army Man is the opposite, and it's, like, a sad premise, but done in a goofy way. Yeah. Like, they have, like, opposite. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Okay. I love the movie The Lobster. I also love Killing of a Sacred Deer. A lot of people hate it. I don't know that. You would hate it. I okay. Can, <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. I trust your opinion it on this. It is such a slow movie. I would love to cover it one day because it is um, technically a horror film, but it is a very slow burn. And it's very weird. And I feel like you would be like, why? And I would be like, I love it. <laughs> would it be another Mandy? <laughs> uh, you would be mad. Um, yeah, but the cinematographer was great. So if you watched Lobster and Killing of a Sacred Deer, you'd be like, oh, I see how we made The Lodge. Okay. But The Lodge was way more dark. Ooh. Whereas Killing of a Sacred Deer and The Lobster are very bright. Okay. So, like, same vibes, though. They're very sterile. Chilling. And very, like, chilling, but, like, I think because the vibes of the movies are so different, this yeah. one was so focused on genuine horror, whereas yeah. those two are more, like, unsettling. Like... Okay. So, and this one was a little more big budget horror vibe mm. well not that it was but you know well, what i mean I sure, like i sure don't know <laughs> i guess you're right i don't know but he has really really interesting ways of keeping cameras at like certain angles to oh. get the feel he wants instead of like i don't know like i don't know how to explain it he's just really interesting i read a lot about him because i was yeah. so interested when i found out he did the lobster because i was like yeah i love the lobster um he kept a lot of shots for this one like above or below yeah. the angles of like where they would be because he didn't ever want it to be eye level um i noticed like there are a ton of like from above mm -hmm. and to the side for yeah. faces like you'd get that angled shot and mm -hmm. i was like that's interesting didn't know why yeah it was, it was like let me see if i i had it up still because i was like i want to tell you about it <laughs> um and i was hoping that you would be like yeah interesting or you would be like oh i hate this but either way i'm gonna tell you about it I i'm already very excited <laughs> I hope you are. Okay. Where was I? I was talking about the cinematographer. Yes. And why they shot the thing yeah. below and below eyeline. Yes. So first of all, they shot the whole movie in chronological order. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, because they said it would be easier for the actors to be in character. Oh, I for... love when they do that. Yeah, because they were like, it'll be a lot easier for their uh, reactions to be real. Because the heightened it'll... emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So they wanted it, you know, to order. So cool. And they said they shot uh, movies or shot every shot from like above and below uh, because they commented, Fiala said, uh, wanted to model the film after a haunted house movie, allowing oh. the audience to initially suspect 
that the children's, uh, spoiler, deceased mother Laura may be in fact haunting yeah. the home. In this regard, they were inspired specifically by Alfred Hitchcock's Rebecca. Oh, yeah. okay. So they were just trying to mimic like those old kind of haunted house films yeah. where like the house is scary yeah. when really it was just man all along. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. Yeah, they <clears throat> nailed that because there yeah. was like this sequence of shots where it was like the dog bed, the stairs, the corner mm-hmm. of the hallway, and then a specific hallway. And it's like they kept coming back to that whenever yeah. something kind of weird was happening. Mm-hmm. And it would be empty like yeah. each time. And they get like kept that sequence as things unraveled. And it was really fascinating. Very cool. And also when they did show things at maybe eye level, it was like intense close-ups. Yeah. So like the dollhouse. Yes, the dollhouse. I have so many comments about the dollhouse. I think it's yes. really cool. But let's finish my facts. Okay. Because I wanted to talk about him because I thought he was really cool. Yeah, that's um, cool. Uh, the music was by Danny Bensey and Sonder Jurions. Sure. I don't have any info on them. Could not find anything. Mm-hmm. So, and I also, for some reason, don't remember the music super well in this, but I think it's only because I found the movie so intense and haunting that I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, no, I remember there were a few moments where I was like, wow, it's really quiet. And I know that they had, like, those intense, like, strings. Yeah. yeah. But aside from that, like, that's all I noticed. And it doesn't mean it was bad. It just no. means that I was so focused on the It was horrible. so immersive that... Yeah. Yeah. So, great movie. I also could not figure out, for some reason, how much it cost to make the movie. Uh, but I found out how much it made. Okay. So you can guess that if you would like. You said it was on Sundance. Yeah. Um. Wow, I really have no idea because these are. It, it's hard because I also don't know how much. Yeah, I mean, it let's cost. be real. That doesn't usually help me that much because I'm bad at this. So <laughs> <laughs> I hope you nail it. Um, I'm thinking that it was kind of niche. Mm-hmm. Um, four million. Three point two. Oh my god, that's really good. What the fuck? That's the best I've I ever know. done. Well, that's not true, but you, that's you've close been to right the best on before. But. Yeah, three point two. I I I don't I don't remember this going to theaters for very long. Mm. If it did at all, I'm assuming it did. I just don't know how long. Twenty twenty, man. Yeah, you're right. So it didn't. So I mean, if it was in like January, then that's a different situation. No, than if it was you're in March. right. I actually remember specifically this coming out because I was excited and I watched it at home. Oh, yeah. It went to streaming right away. Yeah. So interesting for anyone out there that maybe doesn't understand COVID. Yeah. <laughs> So I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah, potentially this could have been, I think, a big fucking yeah. hit um, because people who liked Hereditary and people who yeah. liked, I don't know, any spooky fucking film would have. I, I like it. Yeah. I think if you're into really dark spooky, <laughs> very atmospheric. Shit, yeah, yeah, I was like, you'd like it a lot, and I think people would have liked it. I didn't I, even think of that. Wow. I put this on a double feature with Hereditary absolutely yeah and i have like a <laughs> the shiny maybe triple feature mm-hmm. um of either dead of winter mm-hmm. or gaslight that too because yeah. you know there's gaslighting <laughs> i i had the shining only because oh, one the yeah. angles were very interesting and i f- found it kind of similar with the winter vibes yeah but also because it's like the opposite but they has the same idea yeah. of like we're trapped here and we're we're either dead or there's ghosts. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. So it's like you watch this and you're like, oh my God, it's man. And then you watch The Shining and you go, no, it's ghosts. No, it's fucking ghosts, <laughs> so man. So it's great, you yeah. know? No, I love that. Yeah. Um, and those are all my fun facts. So most of my fun facts were about the cinematographer. Yeah. Because I was so intrigued. Um, I don't want to sum Not necessarily because I can't, but because this one's so um, mm, dark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some kids 
prank their stepmom and it goes just a little too far that's a really good one thanks um also the summary for parent trap we'll get into it (laughs) 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 that's one of my big notes it's like the parent trap if they were horrible like really early on when they're (gasps) packing to go i'm like are they going to do the darkest version possible parent trap and they are (laughs) so i was like i fucking called it (laughs) i was so bad oh shit anyway (laughs) wow rotten tomatoes yeah during a family retreat to a remote winter cabin over the holidays, the father is forced to abruptly depart for work. Not really. He knew Not really. He, he knew. Leave, whatever. Asshole. Mm. Hate him. <laughs> I know. Uh, leaving his two children in the care of his new girlfriend, Grace. Isolated and alone, a blizzard traps him inside the lodge as terrifying events summon specters from Grace's dark past. That's kind of perfect. I mean, yeah. that's great. Yeah. <sighs> it, it doesn't give away any twistiness. Mm-mm. And it does say, like, there are terrifying events, and she has a dark past. I'm excited to talk to like about this with you. So you've seen it once, mm. and I've seen it twice, and what the difference is watching yes. it. Um, because I kept watching it being like, oh, it's crazy, and I know, and once you've seen it, this part makes so much sense. Yeah. I, we gotta stick together. We're phlegm buddies. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> cut it right back in, and we're phlegm buddies, so everyone can go, what happened? <laughs> What could have possibly happened? You'll never know. You don't need to know. <laughs> Maybe if you're on the page. <laughs> I don't know. There's um, the body noises edit. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode, though, had a lot of outtakes that were cough-based, but for yeah. some reason they were so funny that I was like, I think yeah, I'm going to put it in there. <laughs> so it's a lot of outtakes of me just going, <laughs> So, good stuff. Um, but no, this movie is, uh, what was I just saying? I was like, it's, it's, it's just. A good summary, but um, we're <laughs> I'm excited talking to see how, like, I seeing yeah, it once like, and you seeing it knowing what was happening yeah. this time. Yeah, 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 because the summary got me there. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to see all the, if you noticed things mm. and, like, thought about them after you knew. And if not, if, like, I get to talk, I don't know. I'm just really Ooh, excited. There were okay, a few things okay. I noticed where I was, like, knowing it, I went, no! <laughs> like, I saw it and was like, oh, no! Like him pulling out the gas heater to later like plant that in her brain as like I had a nightmare that we died from it. And it's like, dude, because okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. And Would you like me to throw out a guess of what I think you might talk about? Yes, please. My only guess so far, and I, I really thought about this. What if I said gaslighting again? No, <laughs> uh, it's a religious trauma in films. That's close. Okay, what was it for real? I'm excited. Okay. So, because I couldn't help myself. Mm-hmm. Mirrors. Discuss- <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I truly did. <laughs> there is a mirror in this. You're saving it. <laughs> so, we'll be digging into a specific trope. Yeah. Pulling apart the naming of that trope, mm-hmm. how it operates, and then take it back to the lodge. So, let us discuss the trope. Everyone is Jesus in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I was pretty excited. I was hoping it was like religious based in yeah, some way because yeah. I was like, you not- can't leave that sitting on the table. It's like, heavy handed. It's really heavy handed. <laughs> you like, know? Half of the shots of the Virgin Mary. Like, how else she is a very prominent character yeah, in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> casting, excellent. Excellent casting. <laughs> So yeah, I was really excited. I was hoping it was something like that. Okay. Yes. I'm excited. Uh, and before we get to the trope, yeah. I want us to be familiar with all the words in there. Please. Uh, so the first four words, easy enough. Everyone is Jesus in. 
I'm pretty sure we yeah. know that one. Um, but the last one, Purgatory, might not be familiar to everyone, or maybe, like me, you didn't have any historical context, where you looked at, like, oh, Purgatory, Hellfire, something, something, right. damnation, or salvation. Well, there's a lot in something, something. Right. And so we're going to go into the something, something. Um, so... As is often the case, I started looking and I was like, I'll just get a quick summary of this detailed <laughs> biblical term with centuries of context and I'll be able to find very definite boundaries oh, yeah. and timelines. I'm a fool. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly a fool. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of tensions tangled up in the history of purgatory as an yeah. element of Roman Catholicism. And by that, I mean there are some Protestants saying that the Catholics invented purgatory to get money from people grieving the dead, and then some Catholics are saying it's not actually lucrative, and there's a long history of the concept in general, so we didn't make it up just for money. Oh. And that wasn't a conflict that I was expecting to stumble Uh upon, Uh, just in general. Uh, So My family is so Catholic that purgatory to me, I was like, I know purgatory. I was raised Methodist. We don't do that. (laughs) I mean, what's funny, because, like, I wasn't in the church. Obviously, I didn't go. Yeah. But, like, my family is so Catholic that, like, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, I know about it. (laughs) So then I just need to position myself here just very candidly. I was raised Methodist. Yeah. And we're very much, like, casserole-type people. Um... And mm-hmm. my partner is like his family's Catholic, mm-hmm. and so every time he says something, I'm like, oh, that's funny <laughs> because I just don't know anything about Catholics. Weird. That's I only knew shit. one Catholic family in my hometown, and it was like, oh, they're Catholics. That's fun. Like that's a I fun just, fact about them. Growing up, I just thought that like Catholic what? Because I don't know anything about religion yeah. or didn't obviously. Yeah. I thought Catholic was, like, the baseline. Yeah. I thought that if you believed in God, you were Catholic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I just thought that. So yeah. I would, like, tell people, like, oh, yeah, my family does this in church. And they'd be like, whoa. <laughs> and yeah. I'd be like, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, I see that Catholic is a little bit the weird one. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, like, 23% of the U.S. population is, like, yeah. Roman Catholic. Yeah. And, like, there was more than one Catholic family, but there were, like, a few that were, like, right. they're very Catholic. Like, seven children Catholic. My mom is the youngest of seven in a Protestant family, so that's not actually, like, <laughs> I can't say anything. Right. Um, but I have, like, very, very baseline knowledge of Catholicism in general. So this is all, like, fairly new to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for this come back up (laughs) (laughs) so i'm not saying that i'm now totally up to speed um but i can provide a quick and dirty overview of some major points so i also learned some fun words yeah and i love words so i figured i'd use this excuse to share them with others so at the most basic level Mm -hmm. what is purgatory defined as Mm -hmm. according to oxford languages thank you oxford languages it is quote in roman catholic doctrine a place or state of suffering inhabited by the souls of sinners who are expiating their sins before going to heaven First fun word, expiation. Mm-hmm. We'll lean on Oxford languages again for the definition. The act of making amends or reparation for guilt or wrongdoing. Atonement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're familiar with expiation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm I like, think I you know, know what expiation. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cough. <coughs> cough break. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know the ins and outs. <laughs> so that's expiation. Yep. So purgatory, purgatory. <laughs> I can't speak. Woo! Oh boy. Trying to take a sip. <laughs> Dangerous. Purgatory. <laughs> That's my purse. <laughs> That's my purgatory. purgatory. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, shit.
Bobby bad. <laughs> I love Bobby Hill. It just popped in. I've talked about Bobby Hill cut up a few times on this podcast. Yeah. I've He's never eternal. Seen it. I know. Which kills me. Because you wouldn't love Bobby Hill. I believe you. Okay, tell me about it. So, purgatory. Yes. <laughs> Is a place or state of suffering in order to repent for sins and be worthy of entering heaven. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of differing belief over time and region regarding whether purgatory is a physical location or if it's a non-physical state of pain and misery. Yeah. But we're not going to get into that debate because we have other debates to talk about. We're busy. We're busy, okay? (laughs) (laughs) There are threads of this general belief in a place of atonement before, like, entering the final resting place. Yeah. Dating way back before the Catholic Church across the spectrum of world religions. Yeah. So this isn't to say, like, oh, they're not original. This is to say, like, so many religions across all of time, yeah. recorded time, I guess, thing. <laughs> have, like, had an idea of a place where, or a time period at yeah. least, where you atone in some way for sin, whatever. So it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> How dismissive can I sound? I guess we'll it's see. It's a thing. Though. It's a thing. Oh, uh, but we're going to focus on the Roman Catholic doctrine today. And to do that, we'll look at some of the citations they have for the existence of purgatory and get to our next fun new word. So, uh, while some cite passages from 2 Timothy and Matthew, which are part of the broader Christian biblical canon, Mm -hmm. they also cite stories from 2 Maccabees, which is considered a deuterocanonical book. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Deuterocanonical. Isn't it fun? It's a fun word. It makes me think of the movie Cats. Or the musical cast. Deuteronomy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Deuteronomy is also a book of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but only cats in here. <laughs> it's only cats up here. I woke up this morning singing this song in my head that was helping you remember all the Old Testament books of the Bible. It's like, um, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Joshua, <laughs> Judges, Ruth. <laughs> wow. We woke up with very different songs in our head because the other day yeah. I woke up so strong and I yeah. eyes opened and I went, I'm no ordinary girl. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, that is the theme for H2O, Just Add Water. Incredible. Uh, a I banger. Mean, <laughs> sometimes it's Enya up in there. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. It, it differs. I have not seen H2O in years. I've not... Is that the where one they mermaids? come from? Yeah, where the yeah. water touches them and they and turn they, into mermaids yep. and they live by the ocean. Yeah, that's right. Absolute nonsense. Yeah, live well, in Forks, Washington, and become a mermaid. <laughs> it's misty ah, every day of the year. They're just ah, ah, it's raining. <laughs> How does that happen? Flopping. Everywhere. Yeah, literally, you're describing the show. Like that is yeah. the show. It rains one day and she's just a mermaid on the sidewalk. Oh my god. Yeah, I need to watch this. It's good. <laughs> Let's it's watch it. Good. We should. <laughs> I saw your profile on HBO. Uh, it's our exactly. <laughs> And I cackled. I had to use it at school the other day because we had to watch a movie. And I turned it on. And they went, Zach Bagan. I went, don't look at it. I was like, do not. You don't deserve to know this about me. I don't want them to know anything about me. Yeah, that's. Well, I, also, I do now. I also think constantly about, uh, do all lesbians call off sick or is it just you? <laughs> I cannot believe a child said that to me. Are all lesbians sick every other day or is it just you? I was like, probably all lesbians, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they do. Deuterocanonical. Yeah, please. (laughs) So what the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. Um, So deuterocanonical books are books that are considered biblical canon to Roman Catholics and some other branches of Catholicism. Mm -hmm. There were some to list out and I was like, hmm, maybe another day. 
but these are considered by Protestants and Jewish folks to be apocryphal. And that's another fun word. Apocryphal. Apocryphal. <laughs> I want to guess. Full of hypocrisy. Oh, that's a fun guess. Damn it. It's not. I'm, but. <laughs> I knew as soon as you said, that's a fun guess. <laughs> no. Like you were going, oh, it's so cute. No, no, no. <laughs> No, the POC, like that's a, like there's overlap in there. And hypocrisy might also have Greek roots the Mm. way that apocryphal does. And so I think that that's actually like a really like valid point. Okay. It doesn't have the exact definition though. Got it. So Merriam-Webster has our back. Thank God. In Bible study, the term apocrypha. (laughs) Oh, it's apoc. Apoc. I thought it was apoc. And I was like, apocrisy, duh. No, no, that makes sense. Okay. Sorry. How dare you? I know. Uh, so the term apocrypha refers to sections of the Bible that are not sanctioned as belonging to certain official canons. In some Protestant versions, these sections appear between the Old and New Testaments. More generally, the word refers to writings or statements whose purported origin is in doubt. Consequently, the adjective apocryphal Mm -hmm. describes things like legends and anecdotes that are purported to be true by way of repeated tellings, Mm -hmm. but that have never been proven or verified and therefore most likely are not factual. Okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So... Apocryphal in just like a general context is mm-hmm. like that's kind of dubious. Like we're not we don't really like, think that's real, but everyone like tells it. <laughs> uh, but if you're saying like capital T, capital A, the apocrypha, that mm-hmm. is actually like a selection of books that are not considered canon by Protestant folks, okay. but are considered canon by Roman Catholics. Interesting. Yeah. So Second Maccabees is an example of a mm-hmm. book that is included in the Apocrypha in a non-Catholic Bible instead of part of the Old Testament, okay. if it's included at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying like non-Catholic Bible feels weird because there are so many <laughs> versions and yeah. like translations uh, where it's like, okay, well, like the King James could be this or like the Revised Standard Version. Like yeah. there are just so many goddamn versions. I don't know how they're separated. I just know that Protestants don't believe that the Apocrypha is part eh. of the Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, what is the story in Second Maccabees? Can't wait. Here it is, courtesy of Encyclopedia Britannica. Ooh. So, quote, the well-attested early Christian practice of prayer for the dead, for example, was encouraged by the episode, rejected by Protestants as apocryphal, in which Judas Maccabeus, the Jewish leader of the revolt against the Tyre Antiochus, fourth Epiphanes? Mm-hmm. Or Epiphanes, who's to say, uh, makes atonement for the idolatry of his fallen soldiers by providing prayers and a monetary sin offering on their behalf. So that's 2 Maccabees, verse 12. No, chapter 12, verses 41 to 46. It's been a long time since I've read verses. <laughs> I was like, never have. So. <laughs> Woo! Oh, boy. Uh, so as I mentioned, there are other citations outside of Apocrypha, mm-hmm. but I really wanted to talk about that word. I'm excited. So I, I focused it. on 2 Maccabees. Um, but broadly, there are three elements of purgatory. Yeah. One, a prayer for the deceased. Two, a phase between death and resurrection where shit can happen. And mm-hmm. three, a purifying fire post-death. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a lot of councils and stuff from, like, the 1200s to the 1500s that ironed a lot of this shit out. Yeah. Again, certainly don't have the time to talk about them. (laughs) But (laughs) I want to point out just how much history there is in this. And so, like, my quick and dirty summary is that quick and dirty. It is not um, thorough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, tap, 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 tap. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Figure it out. So you may be thinking, where the fuck is Jesus? I've where? talked a lot about purgatory. Where's Jesus? We have purgatory. What about Mr. Christ? So <laughs> Mr. That's my <laughs> You just call me Christ. You just call me Christ. 
So this is where we get to the trope. Yeah. There's a lot of different perspectives on if Jesus ever spent time in hell or a land of death of any sort. Like I went down a weird ass rabbit hole where people were like, okay, so if Jesus was supposed to be like dying for our sins, then he was without sin. So why did he go to hell? And like, okay, well, it depends on what reading and like the original translation, because a lot of books are translated from Greek. Right. And in Greek, like. Hades is land of the dead, but not, not necessarily hell. hell. Yeah. So like dead versus damned. Right. And so like translation is a thing. That's and then some people are like, oh, he went to the land of the dead to break out Adam and Eve mm-hmm. and like help people who had like could be redeemed right. of their sins now that this happened. So it's kind of like you guys happen to die before all of your sins were forgiven and that sucks so i'm gonna come down and like give you like a chance to go whatever my bad (laughs) anyway that's like i'm not trying to dismiss like people's study no as like a few sentences but there's a lot there i was gonna say yeah it's a lot yeah uh so there's a lot of different perspectives but that's not actually the point of Mm -hmm. this trope uh so jesus in purgatory Mm -hmm. isn't actually the point of the trope right when i took ap english one of our summer reading books was how to read literature like a professor I think I referenced it to talk about symbolic baptism, potentially for the descent in the blood pit. Uh, sounds right. Um, if she comes up, it's baptism. Right. Uh, so another chapter of this book was about symbolism and Christ figures. Mm-hmm. Because I don't actually have a copy with me in my apartment at the moment. Travesty. I'm leaning on Sparknotes to mm-hmm. summarize the main crux of the chapter. So please forgive me. I did read it. Um, quote, Common indicators of a Christ figure include crucifixion imagery, hand injuries, intense suffering, self-sacrifice, walking on water, resurrection after three days, 12 disciples, and seeking to redeem the world. The old man in the sea, Hemingway's old man in the old man in the sea, Mm -hmm. Hemingway's old man injures his hands trying to catch a giant fish. He comes up with aphorisms like Jesus does, and his immense sufferings last for three days. After his trial, he collapses on his bed in a crucifixion position. His struggle gives hope to others. Not all Christ figures are as unambiguous as Hemingway's. And like many symbols, whether or not a character serves as a Christ figure is in part a matter of the reader's imagination. Mm -hmm. It's also important to examine why there are Christ figures. Writers often use them to make a larger point about sacrifice, hope, redemption, and miracles. So, funnily enough, this chapter actually comes after two others that are paired together in title and theme. Chapter 5, when in doubt, it's from Shakespeare, dot, 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 (laughs) followed by chapter 6, dot, 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 or the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) So... These chapters focus on how frequently references to the bard and the Bible crop Mm -hmm. up in literature. If there's an apple, you may be looking at a Garden of Eden or original sin situation. Mm -hmm. If there's fresh and bread. Fresh? Fresh and bread. Did I say fresh? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Hello, fresh. I was like, yep. (laughs) If there's fish and bread, look out, there might be a Christ figure lurking about. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no, he's there. (laughs) Here he comes. (laughs) So this trope, everyone in G's... Everyone is Jesus in purgatory is commenting on the trend of overanalyzing, reading too far into things, or going mm-hmm. straight to biblical interpretations of a piece of media. Mm-hmm. So everyone is Jesus, i.e. looking for Christ figures in books or movies or shows. Right. And the in purgatory, the tendency of folks to guess that there may be like characters that are actually dead and they're unknowingly in purgatory atoning for their sins via cleansing fire and the like. So we finally brought Jesus into the mix. He's here! He's here! Woo! Let's look at the lodge. <laughs> we brought him in and now we're saying you're done. <laughs> Bye. So, why did I choose this trope yeah. um, in talking about this film? So, the primary conflict of this story arises when the children gaslight their soon-to-be stepmother into believing they've died and are in purgatory. Yeah. And she, with her trauma from growing up in a fucking cult, is susceptible <sighs> to this and falls into her religious zealotry that was forced upon her as a child. Mm-hmm. 
So Grace was primed to believe in purgatory and the need to repent by her time in the cult. She was deprogrammed in theory by Richard. Right. Ugh, I know. Gross. Gross because he deprogrammed her when she came out of the cult when she was 12 and then he later dates her. All of that is really shitty and disgusting. Okay. But with psychological manipulation and pressure, she fell back into the thought patterns that had been drilled into her. Right. And it's fun to put this up against the trope because people raised with Christian mythos are primed to seek out Christ figures and references to biblical stories. Yeah. She was primed to look for evidence that she was in purgatory. Right. So everyone is Jesus in purgatory is this trope that basically says, like, everyone is trying to look for the symbolism that isn't there. And she was forced to look for, yeah. like, meaning that wasn't actually there. Right. And, like... The trope is kind of lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> the actuality of it, pretty fucking grim. So. Yeah. That's near Oh, God. <laughs> it's haunting. Yeah. Every bit of this movie is haunting. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk about it. That was amazing. I'm glad Thank that I was you. a little bit spot on. Oh, God, Sort yeah. of. Yeah. I knew no, it had to be something. Yeah. And I was like, we can't just, can't I, just gloss over it. I really, <laughs> it's funny. I thought about being like. What if I don't talk about religion at all? <laughs> Baffled. Yeah. I'd have been like, it's a joke, right? It's a joke. Yeah, like, you're joking? <laughs> I'm like, what? There's, why do you think there's religion here? Huh? <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to talk about the horror? I'm so ready. We've already done it a little because. Sure have. <laughs> okay. So if you haven't seen this movie, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. <laughs> um, We've watched a lot of movies that are pretty dark but for some reason this one because it has nothing supernatural i think is what makes it extra dark yeah i feel like it's even darker than let us pray yeah like i because let us pray at least we have like the death or the devil or whatever so there's that little bit of that can't happen yeah but this doesn't have that Mm -mm. so it's like oh no (laughs) because at its core it's entirely a family drama yeah and that is haunting and terrifying and uncomfortable and not just that but it deals with something like relatively like the beginning part doesn't necessarily have much to do with grace herself no but like if you think about it it's unfortunately kind of realistic yeah i think that's why it makes the beginning so fucked up yeah um so to summarize yeah two kids divorced family mother Immediately kills herself. Yeah. Very dark. Very upsetting. And it only goes downhill. It doesn't get better. Which, like, is, you know. I'm sorry. I'm like laughing. But I'm like. Oh. There's only one way through this. And it's yeah. laughing. It, wait till you see my first note. Because you're all thinking, boy, I haven't watched this yet. How bad could it be? Oh. My first note is pulled start with the R slur. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, some fun ableism for the road. So like. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Superstar. And yeah. Little break. Little breaky break. <laughs> you might notice a difference. I blew my nose. <laughs> so, bold start with the Arsler. Yeah. I find it. It's weird because, like, one, I find it unnecessary. But at the same time, in this context, it's a child who might not know better. Like, and the mom didn't correct her, was to right. me the really key part of that scene yes. where it shows, like, this resentment which i'm not saying it's not valid like right i understand that resentment to your Mm ex-husband's or soon to be ex-husband's new partner right that might have been an affair situation and also was definitely like not okay i cut across you no but it's it's that idea of like 
they show the mother not feeling great about it. At least that's how I read it. She seemed uncomfortable but didn't yes. correct it. And it's that – and I'm like, as much as I hated it, it does capture an interesting thing with parents where it's like, yeah. I don't want to be the bad one. I'm also against this, but I do hate this girl. Like, yeah. she's stuck in so many emotions. And I think it's pretty clear from the yeah. very beginning that she's having a lot of emotions. She's overwhelmed immediately. We see her running around, calling the kids' names. She's doing her best to get them wrangled. Yeah. She's weeping in the bathroom. We don't really know why yet. Mm-mm. But, like, it's pretty clear she's not doing great. She's putting on makeup in the car. You're kind of like, why? The mom. That's when you get the arsler. She sees her putting on the makeup. She says it. It's like this daughter's trying to bond with the mom by being yeah. like, I know you're putting on makeup to try to get dad to feel something for you. So I want to show you that I hate her too. When that mom puts on her lipstick and the daughter looks so like the the actors in this film absolutely <laughs> incredible. incredible. Like the child actors next goddamn level because that girl. the daughter like her sense of like it was like this weary acceptance but yeah. also like this sadness on behalf of her mother yeah. that you don't tend to get that like level of empathy with children. Yes. <laughs> but it's also this intense um right from wrong and yeah. no gray area for kids yeah that i think they captured well we're like she knows this girl makes her mom upset yeah so saying this mean thing shouldn't be bad because we don't like this girl yeah. right kids don't a lot of kids don't have a gray area like there is not yeah. the knowledge of that so a i lot thought of was, adults struggle with the gray yeah, area like, yeah. obviously no yeah. but kids like their brain's not done yet so it was interesting i thought i didn't find it as upsetting because yeah. i found it almost propelling not the story necessarily but the relationship between the mom and daughter yeah of like how do you correct someone when you agree with what they're trying to do and you're also i think she was planning this from the beginning so and her mother was also desperate for reassurance yeah like so like yeah it was very i don't know it felt like it was helping this relationship but also was unnecessary like it's hard you know so Also, I said, I know how this starts, and it's making my stomach churn. It made me, like, visibly upset. I was, like, pacing around the room, trying to, like, clean up little things, because I didn't want to watch it. Um, For anyone watching and you don't like it, skip it. You don't have to see it. It is not. It doesn't actually impact the rest of the film. (sighs) I literally said again, my next note was, I hate this. (laughs) I really don't like it. Yeah. Um, And I think this is what makes me so upset, is that it's so fast. Yeah. Um, and it's hidden from you. And it's supposed to be shocking. Yeah, It's supposed obviously. to be this moment where you just, like, freeze yeah. and you're, like, shaken to your core. And, and I'm just like... Ugh. And you've watched it build. I think that's also why it's so upsetting is that, yeah. like, you've watched the relationship with the children. You've seen the resentment for the husband. How cavalier he is about, like, I'm marrying her. And she's done. That's it. That's all she needed to hear. And now she's... She's gone. And I also was, like, finding myself when I first watched it attached to her yeah. and thinking that she was going to be part of the story yeah. obviously i kind of ruined it for you i but it was necessary no, yeah. <laughs> um, but when i first watched it i thought that alicia silverstone's character was going to be important yeah <laughs> and i was wrong <laughs> so that hurt i think that they do a good job of like making you feel for her immediately and then she's gone and all of a sudden you have to deal with that and they're like we're moving on that's yeah. not part of this and you're yeah. like okay and you're like grasping for relatability and you haven't yeah. met Grace yet. Nope. And so all you have are Mia and Aiden. Yes. And you don't like the dad, Richard. Like unless you don't like, you're totally unlike right. me and you love him. I don't know. But like he he's given you nothing. Like also, you go girl, give us nothing. He uh-huh. gives us, I'm kind of a dick. And like, he lies to her. He's like, yeah, oh, she's like, not here. She walked, she walked out, out of the, the garden door. right now. You had like two glasses of wine or something out. Like she it, was just here. You're lying to her. It's not just that, but like 
Grace is kind of trying to make her seem like she's going to be this bad person or whatever. Yeah. But everything she does is is not bad. Grace like, is fine. Grace she's is trying. fine. Like, she leaves. She doesn't know that he said she's not here. No. Like, she, like, I... Oh, this movie's hard. <laughs> the dad fucking sucks. The dad sucks. And everything is awful. And it's funny because, like, the dad sucks, but he is not a villain. No. Like, <laughs> it... Oh, we'll get to it. I have so many thoughts. It makes me so mad. Yeah, same. Um... Also, they they start with the religious stuff really quick. Yeah. But I think it's needed. Um, The daughter is super religious. So is the son, sort of. The daughter more so than the son. Yeah. Probably because when you're young and you put that in your head, it becomes very scary. Yeah. Coming from a family where it was like, heaven or hell. Like. Yeah. And we saw that with the witch, too. Yeah. Like, you're terrified of, like, not getting to heaven. So, like, the fact that what makes her the most sad about her mother's suicide is that her mom can't go to heaven. That's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. So, that was, like, a thread for the kid in The Witch. Yes. And it's, like, another one of these funny, like, I was raised not Catholic moments where it's, like, the idea was that, like, at least in the way that I was taught growing up was if you apologize for your sins, then you'll go to heaven. Like, that's just it. Like, if you recognize that you've sinned and you say, I'm sorry, then you go to heaven. Right. Mm. That's it. So. (laughs) Yeah. Not so. (laughs) Not, yeah. And, like, the fact, you can tell that she's got some issues there with, and especially, like, purgatory, obviously, is. Yeah. It's this, like, area for people who kill themselves. Yeah. Aborted babies. That's always a big thing. Um, Like, it, it's it's weird. That's what yeah. the Catholics are like. These things can go there. Yeah. And so for picture you're a kid and someone tells you that about your mom, you're going to lose your mind. Okay? You're going to lose so your like, goddamn mind. So any villain in this story is so hard to like not be upset about. <laughs> they fucked me up is what I'm yeah. saying. Um, amazing imagery too when the balloon goes straight down connected to the doll mm-hmm. that is like a symbolism for her mother. And I'm like... Shoot, no. You knew that balloon was gonna fall, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, she's trying it to the doll. And you're I was like, like, we all know that this is gonna go one way. I didn't know that she was going to like put motion up. I thought she was gonna hold it out and it would drop and it'd be funny, sad. But it no. was like she tries to throw and it's sad, sad. Yes. Like especially because again, she's dealing with the fact that her mother's not going to heaven. Yeah, sending the balloons is supposed to be like they're going to heaven. No. And obviously, even at the funeral, like, it's odd. Even yeah. at the funeral, they're doing this whole thing. Oh, Jesus, hold the on. The priest is like, I didn't know much, but I know that we need to pray for her. Pray for her so that she can go to where she needs to go. Yeah. Basically saying, like, let's pray for her so that maybe if she repents in purgatory. Like, he's saying it without saying it because no one wants to say it. No. Who would want to say it? The daughter says it. Ah! And then I said, blue went straight down. The imagery of the cross is so spooky, too, yeah. because it's this ever-present thing that they're all looking up towards, yeah. being like, I'll get there, you know? Horrible. And then I said, religious trauma, I see. That explains the balloon. Because <laughs> yeah. at first, you don't have any, you don't get any, like, uh, confirmation that they're super religious until the daughter is, like, losing her mind in her bed. Yeah. So it, then I went, it all makes sense. Because you see, like, the mom's religious iconography. Yeah, like But you little... never, you don't know if the kids have that, right. like, drilled into them. And, and you then know... they do. <laughs> right, and well, you know that the dad does. doesn't. Yeah. Because they did a good job of showing, like, the mom's house of, like, it's perfect. It's got this religious imagery, but it's, it's, I don't know. It, it felt a little, a little homey, but you don't see it much. The dad's house is, like, an Ikea home, looks yes. out of a catalog. Like, yeah. There is nothing there that is... <laughs> 
It's yeah. like if they took any opinion and took it out and said, now make make a house yeah. like, with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I want the agnostic divorcee. <laughs> yes, like they were like, I want a house that says nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want you to walk in and have no feelings. And there it was. Yeah, and there it was. Um, I said, this movie is hard to watch. It, it straight up made me dizzy. Like, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, I was sitting there and you get that feeling where you're just like not in your body and you're like, Whoa. yeah, that's how it made me feel. I was like, <laughs> there are a lot of shots that are just very like, confusing yeah. and jarring and Disorienting like and like upsetting obviously yeah one of my favorite things is like the first they do a lot of like repetition yeah. which is really well done like across motifs and mm-hmm. imagery and yeah. so you have these shots of the house while the mom's getting ready to go <sighs> see the dad yeah and then you have those shots again after she is dead mm-hmm. and it's just like oh you did that huh yeah not just that but you also have like a lot of times they'll cut to someone being very sad and then doing the thing that they do. And like, it's very sad and it's yeah. upsetting. But instead they showed her like doing little things before yeah. that uh, hurts even more. Like yeah. she straightens those books she wants to make so sure. many times. She pours the most modest glass of wine yeah. I've ever seen in didn't my life. Didn't even finish it. No. And in my head, I literally said, oh, she didn't even finish that wine. It yeah. doesn't matter. You could finish it because I yeah. knew it was coming. Yeah. But then I was like, but she still doesn't. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, ma'am. We'll get past that. It was a little rough. Yeah. Um. One thing that I did love is that sometimes they use the house, the, the doll dollhouse, house. to show like passages of time a little yeah. bit. There's a really good shot where they show a Thanksgiving dinner happening. Yeah. Hell yeah. Get some cider. <laughs> Nikki made me cider, and it's I really did. good. I need cider. I'm still saving more for you. Yeah. I have three bottles at home. Yeah, but it's yours. I know. And the caring. You know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they show a Thanksgiving dinner in the dollhouse. And I was like, oh, cool. And then you get to the dad's house and for some reason they are hanging turkey. I was hoping that you would exist in this space of confusion with Okay, me. good. I was like dangling turkeys. Maybe I don't decorate like people decorate. And no. I said, what's with all the turkeys around? I think that's one of my rating possibilities. Oh, turkey hats. Because in the thing, he's like, look, we have turkey hats. I'm like, stop it. Why do you have dangling turkeys everywhere? Oh I don't get it. Okay. I didn't get it. And, like, I think that that is also a really good <laughs> juxtaposition. Uh-huh. I'm going to say it. <laughs> the dollhouse has such an imagery of, like, classic Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Then you cut to the dad, and there's hanging turkeys. They're outside on the porch, sort Why? of. There's, again, no emotion in this house whatsoever. So it's like, and we'll get to it, but it's almost like this dollhouse is the life that they want, yeah. obviously. This is the life they have. Then later it becomes... someone is the doll and I'm playing with them. Like, it's crazy. I also, can we talk, why did they eat outside? They're all wearing blankets. The house is big enough to eat inside. Because everything's in hell. I don't know. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. It didn't make any sense. I've chalked it up to the dad's a freak. And probably rich as hell too, because I bet they had a heater out there and I was like, you're just weird. But it's like they were wearing blankets. Like, at one point, they're like, kind of like, pushing things around and they all look kind of uncomfortable and cold and I'm like, go inside. Yeah, and you get the idea from the whole movie that they mm-hmm. watch later that maybe it's part of, like, tradition or something, but right. he's not trying to, like, ease their suffering oh, and losing no, their mom. All. So I don't know why he set it up that way if that's not, whatever. I don't I'm know. Mad. It didn't make any sense to me, and I was just kind of like, I hate this dad so much. Yeah, I'm not a fan. He's very, again, like, it's weird that he's kind of the villain in this, but at the same time, like, I, I, there is no clear... This is a movie all about gray areas. 
that's something that I was also really excited <laughs> to talk to you about. Yeah. Is like, we'll get to it later, but when I was reading tropes, people were like very clearly villainizing the kids. And I was like, she's less than 10. He's like, their brains are not even kind of halfway done yet. Yeah. It's hard because there are parts in this, in my notes where I do villainize the kids and I'm pissed. But it's at the height of things happening yeah. where I'm feeling bad for Grace. And that's fair. But then it's, it, it switches and you're like, oh, shit. Well, now I like, I want these kids to survive. Like, I want, they're going through so much. And I'm like, I just felt so different a minute ago. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I felt bad for them through most of it. I felt bad for Grace through most yeah. of it. Never really felt bad for the dad. No, I never felt bad for the dad. When he came home, I, I do have a note about the poor dad because I was like, that sucks. he sucks, but like, I can't imagine coming and seeing this and being like, I left my kids with this woman that I thought I could trust, but also he doesn't know that his kids fucking caused this. Yeah. So like, can you imagine finding that out though? If, mm. if everything had been okay and maybe Grace had passed away and like the kids survived, can you imagine as a dad being like, what happened? And they go... Oh, we did this, and now she's fucked up. Yeah. So I'm not trying to say the kids didn't... Like, I'm not trying to forgive the no, kids. No, 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 no. And I know that you're not I know saying, what you mean. Yeah. I... There's no clear... No. No. <laughs> Again, much like Purgatory, this is like a weird in-between thing that yeah. I'm like, I just don't... For anyone that hasn't seen it and doesn't plan to watch it, essentially, the premise is the kids try to trick Grace yeah. into believing that they're already dead and in Purgatory. Yeah. And to be clear, Grace has horrible trauma because she was in a cult yeah. that was very similar to, what's it called? I can't remember that uh, word. Jim Jones? Yes. Uh, where they all had to commit suicide in order to go to heaven or basically something like that. Yeah. So like sin and like repenting is very ingrained in her head. Yeah. And like she's been, I guess, deprogrammed sort of to like forget those things. And there's even comments about it where, like, the cross, and she's looking at it, and he goes, does it bother you? And she goes, no, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Because she's getting better. Yeah. Because she has these pills that clearly yeah. help her. Ah! She's we'll like, get to it. I'm so pissed. She's on her recovery path. She has medication to assist, like, all of these things. So, like, I don't yeah. know. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I also said, uh, great shots in this movie, obviously. We've already talked about it. Yeah. Um, I said, we've barely seen snow. This is in the beginning, like, yeah. before they got there. But I said, it already feels cold. Uh, yes okay yeah the house is lifeless there's nothing in yeah. there it's sterile like even the kids rooms i'm like there is nothing in here that makes me think a kid plays here or lives here even in the opening scene where she's wearing a sundress and then them wearing coats it's yeah. probably like spring or summer because he says we're gonna get married in september so yes. it's at least like not fall right but it was so bleak that i thought it was cold outside there was like no color in this movie no yeah and when there is it's it's oh, i don't know i don't know um, I said, just like in Hereditary, the way they do some of the camera angles and the shots, mm. they make it hard to tell what's real life and what's the dollhouse. Yeah. And I think that's obviously supposed to be like, who's playing with who? Like, yeah. you know, um, I said, poor Grace. Yeah. I also said, protect your files better, dad. The kids are just in there watching these horrible videos that clearly he has because he was her, I'm assuming, I don't know. He said he's, she's in your files. So like. He must be some in her, sort of his like books. Yeah. So something I read said that he was a culty programmer. Someone else said he was an author. He can be both. Yeah. Like so, I, in my head, I took it as something as like he is somebody who works with people from cults, or he's some kind of psychiatrist, something like yeah. that. Either way, he has these files about her in this cult of her literally finding people who have died and like horrible, horrible things. She was the only remaining survivor out of thirty nine other people. And the kids. Just like scrolling and looking yeah. at it, and I was like, "Dad, 
Come on, man. Password protect your computer. Don't bring that shit home either. Oh, God, no. Especially if your wife who has just passed away and now you're going to have full custody of your kids. Change things up. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just pissed me off. Yeah? Also, tiny shrimp in a jar. I I thought about them a lot. She likes those sea monkeys. But not enough to keep them alive. No. I was pretty upset for the sea monkeys. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I know there's a lot of horrible stuff happening, but also... It gave me a sad... Yeah, they deserve yeah. better. My notes tried to autocorrect it, and it came out sea monies. Sea money! <laughs> Give me that sea money. Sea money. <laughs> um, I also thought it was so, it was really funny, and I think it's on purpose, obviously, but the dollhouse is now in the dad's house. It is so out of place. They're in this, like, perfect little Ikea home, and then there's this weird, dark, wood, old-timey-looking dollhouse, and mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> And I, I thought it was great. I thought it kind of fit in with the, like, I don't know. She had these kind of intense religious beliefs that, like, the dad doesn't have. And he never can connect with his kids in the way that, like, the mom did, sort yeah. of. And it, it shows this house is very, you know, yeah. like, they would rather be here than in the home they're in. I don't know. Then I said, whoa, rock wall bed. That kid has a rock wall above his bed. Did you see it? No. When they're packing up their stuff to go. Aiden's bedroom has little rocks on the wall what so the he fuck? can like climb. And that's I was so like, cool. That's the only part of this house. I was like, Ikea nice. did it right. I that one IKEA house was that one part was good. Um <laughs> want, I want that for me. I know. Um also my other note, I said I get the sense that this dad is a dick. I have no details about his marriage or anything, but I just mm, I don't like him. <laughs> and it's true, you don't see him for much of this, but you hate him. No. And it's very much like <sighs> Their mom, you are, you believe based on the time frame you've been given, she's been dead a few months. Yeah. And he's like, Grace is an important part of my life. I really want you to consider this. Basically, he's like, let's do this thing that we always did as a family. And instead, this you'll woman go you've never there. Met. You've literally never met her. You'll be alone with her while I'm gone. And this is supposed to replace the fact that we used to come here as a family with your mother. And not just that. But the only thing they do know about her is that, one, she's in a cult. They saw the video of it. And they know that she's, like, portrayed in their head as someone who's, like, not well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so upsetting. Um, I also said it's so empty out by the lodge. Obviously, I said bad things coming. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting because the landscape does not play as much of a part as you think it will. No. And it's (laughs) funny because you get, like, this, like, still, not still, but, like, the camera hangs on the lodge for a while. And then it shifts the camera so that you Mm -hmm. see from a different angle the car driving. It's like, oh, the lodge is a character. No. Mm -mm. It's truly just a setting. Which makes sense because this whole thing is supposed to be this haunted house. Yeah. And there's even a part where, like, she closes the door and it opens. And there's nothing, nothing paranormal about that. No. Unless it was a movie that was paranormal. And then you could be like, oh my God, that door. But in this one, it doesn't fucking matter. That clearly just didn't latch. Yeah. But they're setting this tone of like, maybe. Yeah. But then nothing else happens. And you're like, what? (laughs) I laughed again. How dare you? Um, Also, the movie is very symmetrical, which I love. Mm. It's very like, it's either very symmetrical or not at all. Mm. And there's kind of no in between. And I like that. I think it's like, this is what you're seeing. And you understand what you're seeing. And then they're like, just kidding, you know, and they give you a shot that is, like you said, disorienting, confusing. Great. I said, when you know the end and what's happening, the shots of the dollhouse are so interesting. These kids are playing with Grace's life as if she's a doll and it's so creepy. Um, Serious gaslighting. It took so much planning. These kids are devious. 
Also, this part scared the shit out of me. It's not my scariest moment, but it mm. almost was. Is when she runs out of the house and she's got her blanket and the kids go, don't go. Don't. <laughs> and they're barely saying it. And I'm like, you little fuckers. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. She's running into the snow and they're like, no, don't. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to punch him in that moment. But also they're children and they're traumatized. <laughs> There's no winners here. There's no winners. Uh, I remember first seeing this and really thinking they died. I really did. I was oh, like, yeah. oh my God, this is crazy. And then when they didn't, I was pissed. Not pissed, but like, you know, like how you get tricked and you get yeah. mad. It was yeah. like that. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything really important. Also, I said this is a serious setup for these kids. This is some showmanship. Like, <laughs> these are theater kids, dare I say it. Oh. <laughs> If I was this girl, I said I would fully press charges on these children once I figured out what was happening. I mean, yeah. I went on. I don't care if I was marrying their dad still. I'd be like, I'm pressing charges on that one and that one. <laughs> don't care. Mm-mm. Ugh. Or um, I'm going to ship those brats off to Switzerland. It's either me or them. Get the picture. T-H-E-M. Them. <laughs> Sorry, ah! I have seen Parent Trap so many times. As soon as he said Switzerland, I was like, it's the parent. Let's ship those brats off to Switzerland. Switzerland. It's either me or them. Get T- the picture. <laughs> T H E M. Them. Get the picture. Sorry, it's just like, it's in my head and it had to watch come out. That. I love that movie. Please. Oh, <sighs> there is also a part where <laughs> they, the dog has died, unfortunately. I'm very yeah, sad. Yeah, that was a bad. That was very bad. Very too. bad. Very sad. Because also, there's a whole conversation with me about the dog. And how important the dog was yeah. to Grace. So they find the dog. And Mia's crying. And I said, that's right, cry, you little freak. <laughs> I was pissed in this moment. Yeah. I know that they're not the only ones to blame. But in that moment, I hated them. It's okay to be angry. I said, I know these kids have been through a lot, but fuck them. They come up with this plan and they stuck with it. They are monsters. But then I said, <sighs> like after I decided, I was like, I guess. And I said, any movie that helps you hate children like this mm. so much and have been through so much they're doing a good job yeah but then i said i also just can't imagine going through this though the kids and grace no. like i was like i see it from both sides and it it's it's so bad um blah, blah blah it's taking place in a scary place it's secluded that part is scary you know that there's a time limit too because the dad is coming home yeah so there's this sense of like just make it until then just make it until then and it doesn't matter unfortunately no. And when she doesn't go to the bathroom, I was like, piss in the corner. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. God. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was really it. I think, I I mean, I have my scariest moment. It's so horrible. They lose their dad, too. Also, Grace's singing is actually beautiful. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's a horrible moment, but it's really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, my last note was just yikes, yikes, yikes. And that's it. So... Take it away, Kate. Yeah. I had a lot of horrible thoughts, but okay. it's a beautiful movie. But I will say it's the, one of the hardest ones to watch it that we've done. It's really hard to watch. Yeah. It's hard to watch and listen to and everything. So from the beginning, sorry, I have to like lean forward and be like, what's happening? <laughs> um, okay. So I thought about covering dollhouses in horror apparently because that's in all caps oh, that in my fun. notes. I know. I was like, mm, but I kind of already talked about like If you had done that, not the religious thing, I would have yeah. been pissed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so after, like, the kids are packing. He's like, it's really important to me. Like, Grace is important to me. And it's important. 
that you get to know her. She wants to get to know you. And it shows the kids packing. And you see them pack like candles. You see like the harness being packed. Oh my God. I didn't even notice. I was so pissed. I I try. I know that movies are trying to trick me all the time. You were very ready. I watched this movie the first time and I went, okay, they're dead and in purgatory. <laughs> so my notes are, they're planning some darker version of Parent Trap, aren't they? Candles, kiddos, what are you packing? <laughs> That's amazing that you picked up on this. I love it. I love when you see things and I'm like, what? <laughs> it's because I nitpick at it. Um, <sighs> so then just a lot of like the way, like the highway mm-hmm. shots. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a moment where Grace is like checking her nostrils oh, in yeah. the mirror. And it's like, did you like snort some beforehand to like take the edge off? But like, <laughs> it's just, I think it's really setting you up to distrust her. Yes. Um, and the kids have just like so much resentment and grief. That is just, like, clouding everything. And so we are only introduced to her, like, 20 minutes in or more. Yeah, and you don't even get to see her face for a while. For a long time. It's, like, the back of her head until she says, like, hi, Aiden. And you're like, (laughs) Yeah, and so everything that we have is through the lens of the grief of the mother, the grief Mm -hmm. for the mother, and the grief of the children. So all of that. Um, And then you have all these shots, like, they stop at a gas station to emphasize how far they are. Like, they had to stop for gas. That's how far out. It builds the isolation. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, Grace and Grady, that's funny. Because <laughs> those are just, like, very similar. Um, and then I realized the little girl reminds me of the, le- the niece in Ted Lasso. And that's why oh, I was like, bit. she's so familiar to me. It's not her, bit, Yeah, it's not. One's British, one's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then I was annoyed with Grace because she drags the suitcase up the stairs, hitting it on every goddamn step and stuff. I knew that it. was going to piss you off. You knew it. I was watching this and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> suck it, Kate. <laughs> God. It makes me mad. Um, she, like, you know, have her moments of her, like, hiding the picture yeah. of the mother because, like, again, she has a lot of, like, guilt over that. It's yeah. not her fault. They're she setting her up to be it. childish, untrustful, and, like, distrustworthy. <laughs> and, yeah. like, just to make you mad. Like, yeah. Uh, and so one of the things, like, their first dinner together, the kids are sitting on the same side of the table, opposite of Grace. And yeah. so it's already this, like, they're in this together against her. Right. Because it, at a typical table with four people, <laughs> you're dispersed yeah, equally, like, equidistantly from each other. Right. Like one person each side. Mm-hmm. But the kids are sitting on the same side of the table and you know that's not how it was with right. the original like familial unit. Um, And then like there's just the uncomfortableness of like hearing your dad fool around with his girlfriend. Right. Like that was really uncomfortable and that also villainizes Grace. Right. And she's laughing. What is she laughing at? Like, yeah. and it's like uncomfortable. Even if you're like adults and you hear that happening, you're it's like, still, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then I just have like a lot of notes of like things as it's happening. <sighs> um, one of the first like character moments for Grace is that like she accidentally wears the mom's hat. She doesn't know. Right. She immediately apologizes, takes it off and gives it to them. It's really fucking cold out. But immediately she's like, I'm so sorry I didn't know. Right. And then even after that, after the kids abandon her, she saves Mia's life. Mia is like crawling out on the ice to where it's too thin. Yeah. And she pulls her back, almost drowns as a result. But it's like we have these character moments for Grace. And it's like... You start to feel for Grace. Yeah. (sighs) And that is hard because... I don't want to feel for yeah. Grace. <laughs> right. Because it's like, I know that it's not your fault, but it feels like it is. Right. And, and the dad sucks. isn't there. The yeah. dad is gone. So it's like, how can I hate someone? You still can. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I do. But he's not there. You have to put blame somewhere. Yeah. 
Because, like, what do you do with this? You have to lace that down somewhere because otherwise you're just carrying it. Right. It's exhausting. Um, also, his gun safe has the worst fucking password. One, two, three, four, five. There's a gun I in there, hate dude. Him. I hate There's him. There's a gun in there. You have kids in this house. You need a better password than one, two, three, four, five. I was very angry. Um, sorry, I got really mad no, about that. Um, she keeps trying with the kids. Um, forty minutes in, and it's solidly a family drama. No distinct paranormal aside right. from like the dog barking, the abundance of dolls. And, like, doors kind of opening Little sometimes. Thing. But it's, like, an old lodge, drafty. Like, all of it's easily explainable. <laughs> right. Um, the painting of the Virgin Mary, uh, it reminds, it's a reminder of Laura. It's, like, right. Laura's presence And they have a everything. small version in the dollhouse, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. sure do. And so, like, Grace is trying to eat, and it's staring at her. And yeah. so she turns her back on. And it's like, oh, turning your back on religion, literally right. and metaphorically. And then she's, she's like, fuck best. this. Takes it down. <laughs> whispering whatever um she hears whispering so she's right. down i said whispering whatever like it makes sense to people whispering whatever whatever <laughs> um so you see like the kids have their little like altar to their mm-hmm. mom where they have like a picture like the doll yeah. the candles that sort of stuff so you're seeing this buildup of her like moving around at night not sleeping very well having yeah. nightmares and then like weird shit is happening right um and then I'm sorry, I'm, like, going through my notes. I didn't, like, clear them out very well. But there's also, um, like, this invocation of cabin fever on yeah, a movie that they're too, watching. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so you're kind of pulling in the, like, shining there's element. trying to be like, oh, maybe it's just being isolated yeah. that's doing this. And then this is where I was, like, I mean, I was suspicious of the kids before this moment, yeah. but this is when I was like, come on. They come in with a warm beverage for Grace, and she smiles because it's a peace offering. In After theory. she's just confronted Aiden, too, for being yeah. a little creep. Yeah. And so from her perspective, it's like, okay, it took him some time, a few hours, but he's realized I was being kind of a dick. I don't know how to really do anything, so here's a warm beverage. Right. And then Mia's like, I'm cold. And Grace is like, do you want hot chocolate? And like checks her temp, very motherly. And she's like, no. And so Aiden says, I'll get the gas heater. Yeah. And Grace is really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with it, the smell. And she comes and she's like, are you sure it's safe in here? And they're like, yeah. So that, I was like, they planned to have that happen. And I don't know why yet. But I know that it was important that they get the gas heater out. Then that comes back later. (laughs) Right. And it's like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Lots and lots of notes about ice and getting off the ice. Get off the ice. I get nervous when people are nice. I know. It makes me so nervous. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And like, I know that's on purpose. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Girly pop. Get off the ice. Girly pop. Get off the ice. (laughs) Uh, And then this upset me in the same way that the staircase with the suitcase did. Grace, or Mia eats very little of her soup. Yeah. Dips a saltine in it. Calls it a day. She doesn't even eat the saltine. She wastes, she's wasting the crackers. And that's upsetting to me. Yeah, no, that pissed me off. You know how much I love soup. Yeah. It's like, and I'm a cracker bitch. Like, oh, that sounds really bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. We need to not. Okay. I am a person who really likes crackers. I enjoy the crackers. I (laughs) know. I like starch and wheat and wheat byproducts. <laughs> Things that are not good to say out of context. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I was upset that she wasted a saltine. <laughs> all this to say. Well, all this to say. So then he says, like, I didn't want to say anything about Mia. I had a weird dream last night, a nightmare. But in the dream, the gas heater started smoking and we couldn't breathe and we suffocated. And so it's yeah. like, okay. So this could be. 
oh, they've all died and they're in purgatory. Right. But with the awkwardness of them introducing the heater, you're like, <laughs> this was on purpose. Um, Let's see. That's my scariest moment, potentially. Uh, and then she, she looks out and sees a little army of snow angels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Uh, and then Grace takes the gun and flashlight on a field trip downstairs to chill with the whispers. Um, I don't... I don't know. I should have been paying attention earlier in the movie, but she was holding the gun in her left hand and the flashlight in her right. And she must be left-handed because if I was carrying a firearm, I would carry it in my dominant yeah, shooting she hand. She probably is, yeah. Yeah, and she does shoot mm-hmm. it earlier, so I could have been paying attention then, but I wasn't. It doesn't actually yeah, matter. Yeah, I didn't see how and she shot it. It doesn't actually matter. This has no bearing on anything. I'm but just, I have to know. <laughs> I'm very curious now. Um, and I will give her one thing. She chose a better blanket to wander into the snow she than our did. girl from oh, I thought Winter. about that too. Yeah. Her little tea towel. It was like, you got a full-ass blanket and, like, a... Um, she had, like, two things. Like She had a, a pelt. Yeah. A wolf pelt. Uh-huh. Um, strange house in the distance, vaguely cross-shaped. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was like, her, water bo- her water's frozen in the bottle. She cries. She has several things to be haunted by. <laughs> Thirsty on top of everything else? Yeah. I'd also be very sad yeah. if my water was frozen. That's inconvenient as shit. Um, and also when I'm thirsty, I'm very angry. At oh, things. no. Yeah. So mad. Um, then, like, the creepy, in loving memory of me and Aiden, like, that, that was picture frame upsetting. that she finds in the snow. So, like, this With is just flowers. building up. Oh. Mm. Uh, some classic scare chords when yeah. she looks out the window and you have the repeated her looking out the window and, like, that sense of isolation and dread. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Um, and then, dude, I called this the darkest version of Parent Trap. <laughs> Grace is screaming is deeply upsetting to them as it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we get into all of the fucking shit. Uh, <sighs> and then my very last note. What was your last note? You yikes, said. Yikes, yikes, Mine was, then it's done. <laughs> that was my last note. Yeah. <laughs> I was livid. It's upsetting. It's so upsetting. You know me. I love a yeah. dark, fucked up ending, yeah. especially one that is alluding to what happens. Yeah. Love that shit. Yeah. But it. This one was just hard. Yeah. It was like, oh no. And I chalk up like, I don't know the exact percentage, but those kids were so good. The kid was an it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, And the way that he is trying to protect his younger sister, he's not much older than her. He's like, no. it's okay. It's okay. Lying. It's yeah, not okay. It's Nothing not. will be okay. But like you see Ugh. that sibling relationship and you so it a strongly. Lot. He grabs her hand when she's like, yeah. sleeping, moves to sleep next to her yeah. bed. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. Um, they did such a good job. Everything so was well. good in this Everything movie. Was I, thought, I thought that it was like really well made. I thought the camera yeah. angles were interesting. And like there's such a knowing the reason behind it. It was like, that's really cool. Grace was great. Oh, she was incredible. Oh, she was really good. Um, when she's doing the laps in the snow on her knees, I was like, oh, no. That's mm. when I feel like you knew things had gone. Too it, too, yeah. it was done. That was it. There was no return. Because like she's sitting on the porch she found grady it's very sad and she's not coming in but that could just be like i i now have caught on and i'm so mad i don't want to commit it could be that right yeah then she's out in the snow doing her little loops her religious loops and you're mm-hmm. like nope that's it her and jesus loops her jesus loops yeah her her loops for christ loops for christ um <laughs> uh but then she also does the same thing with like the the hot the kneeling on cinders mm-hmm. and like you know at that point you're too far gone. Yeah. And we also know that she takes those pills. It's really yeah. important. She needs them. Yeah. Yeah. And they hid them. The kids yeah. hid her medication. And that's... I had a moment, though, when she was kneeling on the cinders. I was like, is she trying to get them back? 
does she know like they said yeah. we did it and it's like is she tricking them she was not there was that brief <laughs> moment too where i was like she knows and she's trying to fuck with them i thought when i first saw it when i thought when she had the gun and it didn't go off and when she shot yeah. near her at like her head i was like oh she knows and she's about to be like see like and then no, no. it's really upsetting um so uh yeah is that uh that's the horror that's the horror yeah um Scariest yeah, I won't moment. say the ending in case people. I mean, we already know it, but like, it's real fucked up. Well, my scariest moment is the ending. So. <laughs> What's the ending? <laughs> so, I had a second scary moment, but like, what was your second one? Um, there's a jump scare when Grace and me are in a hallway. It's just the door opening. Oh yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. Like, oh, got me. What, what was my? Me? I had a second one as well. Hold on, because I might. We have the same. We have the same one. Yeah. So I'm trying to see if I can talk about my second one instead. Um. I think it's when she's doing her, her loops, her loops that her I don't loops like. For Christ, yeah. No one likes those. No one likes them. Jesus um, probably doesn't even like them. He's, he's like, like, girl, get up. It's cold. Unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> come on. I forgive you. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I think it was probably something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, go ahead. You talk about the ending, and then I'll talk about the ending. <laughs> They're at a table. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the father's corpse is at the head of the table, sitting up in the chair. After Grace has shot him um she is sitting to his left the Mm -hmm. gun is between her and him she is singing nearer to thee it is the song that has come back throughout the film from like the funeral of the mother to like something they sing in the cult Mm -hmm. like it's a hymn and it comes back throughout the kids are on the other side of the table shaking and crying they have tried to escape the car got stuck at a snowbank oh god that too that was also one of my that was also things. on my list when she's just standing in front that. of the car and, and they're screaming her going she's she's yeah yeah um and they can't do anything so nope. like, you've been stuck in a snowbank like there's nothing kiddos there's nothing and it, grace finishes singing and then she walks around the table and she puts the sin tape on their mouth and you see that she has the duct tape on her mouth as yeah. well that says sin and then that's it that's the end <laughs> which uh if you heard us talk about it at the beginning that's what happens with all of the cult members yep. real fucked up yep yeah that part was also mine um the singing is creepy yeah but what's creepiest is that the little girl is saying it too yeah she's like we're mouthing it and yeah. kind of singing and, and they kind of join in aiden also kind of like every almost other word. as if like they're like resignation they, it's either i've given up or it's that like if i do what she says she will hurt us yeah then. but it's too late it's like too late. Because in her head, this isn't hurting them. No. In her head, this is setting them free. Because that's what she said when she killed the dad. And yeah. that was fucked up. Yeah. She shot the dad so fast. And she just went, see? And like that to her, that was like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what's so haunting is that like the kids are watching her put like sing, put the tape on their mouth. And it's like in their heads, they're thinking, we did this. So like one, you have that horrible feeling of like they think that they caused this, which yeah. like, they did. But also, you have to go back all the way, and that's that no winning thing where it's yeah. like the kids caused it, but also like the dad shouldn't have done this. But also Grace, like there's no winning. Yeah, I I think like my ultimate thing. Mm-hmm. I got just get really irritated when I read TV tropes sometimes because uh-huh. people will have a lot of like sexist opinions on things and just like state things yeah. as fact. And I'm to me, I want. Like, tropes, like, yeah, there's, of course, like, oh, I think this fits the trope. Oh, I think it doesn't. But then it's, like, women are irrational. And I'm just, like, you could try to leave them out, though. You could try to not bring in your sexism if you try. But basically, they're, like, and the kids are selfish demons. And I was, like, okay. The kids, like, this was bad. Like, what the kids did was bad. 
they are children. It's like they don't have fully formed brains. No. Your brain's not done until you're after 20. In no way did they think that this could happen from no. this. What they did was horrible. They had no, but their like cause and effect and like consequences right. center of their brain right. is not done yet. Right. And they have also been, they feel abandoned by their dad. Yeah. They're still grieving their mother who died tragically. Yeah. So I can't villainize them no. in the way that would make me feel better too. You can't. Because you can be mad at them. Yeah. But you cannot say that like they did this. No. But they think they did. Yeah. And in a way, it's hard because it's like, yeah, I guess by cause and effect, yes, they technically have done this. But so many things before. Yeah. And so many factors are like, but you didn't though. Like you can't. It's just hard. Yeah. And it's like. They could never have predicted no. that they would be so successful in breaking her psyche. They probably, in their heads, were thinking, like, I will do this thing. It'll upset her. Yeah. Dad will come home and see that she is not okay and that we'll be a family again. Yeah. It sounds like I'm crying. My nose is just stuffy. <laughs> um, But that's, that's it. I yeah. mean, and I obviously, like... Grace has done everything that she can to, like, recover, mm-hmm. and she's trying to take care of herself. She's, like, she brought them gifts. She's trying. She's no. not perfect, but no. who the fuck is? The only person I'm actually very angry at is the dad. Is the dad. I mean, the dad, and also, again, like, we don't ever see much from the dad. He's no. gone, and so it's, like, easy to be like, he sucks. And he does. He sucks. Yeah. Uh, so that's why it's my scariest moment is because, yeah. like, one, there's no real ending like we don't see necessarily yeah. what happens but also because at that point there's no one to blame so you're just like it feels like you're at that table and you're like yeah i don't know what to do yeah <laughs> i feel very helpless from yeah. this movie it made yes. me feel so hopeless and very few movies make me feel that hopeless like <laughs> i it i yeah. swear this movie took something from me <laughs> like i yeah. was watching it and, like, watching it the first time was already hard. Yeah. Watching it again, I was like, oh, no. I feel <laughs> like, like through the use of, like, the kids, so much of us is pulled into, like, that childlike helplessness. Yeah. That is, like, a different type from, like, adult. Like, I don't know yeah. what to do. Like, the car's broken down. There's that level of, like, fuck, this is it. And you just don't have the resources or the capacity to solve anything and no. it's like that helplessness that comes from being like too young or too and also, made. oh we know what it's like to be kids and to have a plan that we think is the best plan it's not no we all have done things as kids that like is the dumbest shit imaginable but oh my you don't God. know that no you're not a fully formed brain you don't no. have one oh <laughs> i've worked with kids i do work with kids i know what it's like for them to just not understand yep like Especially when they're mad. Mm. When kids are mad, are so, so stuffy. They don't see people as people. Yeah. You know what I mean? They see them as, this is the person I'm mad at. Yeah. So there's no way for you to be like, they know what they were doing. Because they don't. No. And that's, that's horror. That's <laughs> it's so fucking moment. bleak, you guys. It's so bleak. Uh, Thanks, patrons. Thank it you. was so bleak. I mentioned it earlier. Merry Christmas. I'm <laughs> Happy holidays. Merry uh, Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> uh, I said it earlier, but my double feature is like Hereditary in the yeah. Lodge or maybe like either Dead of Winter or Gaslight. Yeah. Just like, I'm not sure which would fit best, but right. cold isolation for Dead of Winter and then Gaslight is just very thoroughly the right. gaslighting. 
And I think I said The Shining in Hereditary, yeah, right? Yeah. For sure, I for said sure. Shining just because it gives you the like, I've never said it before, but Shining gives you a break because you does. can be like, at least it's ghosts. Yep. Like, <laughs> at, at least, least it's not the fault of humanity. Literally. At least you can watch that and be like, ah, oh, the ghosts. I can blame them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Nothing to blame here except uh, traumatized people acting. <laughs> it's so fucking sad. Oh, it's so sad. Are you ready for tropes? Oh, so ready. I can't wait. First one, arc words. Repent. Yeah. Woo. Lots of repent. Lots of it. Uh, canine companion, greedy, uh, you know. Censored child death, kind of. Um, oh, so yeah. in that you don't see the children right. killed in the end, even though you're kind of assuming. Also, Grady, throwback to uh, The Shining. Oh, yeah, The Caretaker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Someone called that out in Tropes, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I would not have clocked that. I just read someone else who did clock that. (laughs) So I don't want to claim that I saw that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Chekhov's gun, literally Mm -hmm. and figuratively. Uh, Creepy Dollhouse. Yeah. Danger Thin Ice. Uh, Dark and Troubled Past. Uh, Dead All Along, which is played with. (laughs) Notably. (laughs) Uh, the Determinator, gross with her oh, snowy nature. Yeah. She, it's not a good call to no. walk and trudge through, but she tries. Um, we have a downer beginning paired with a downer ending. Yeah. Driven to madness. Uh, Gaslighting. Yeah. Hope spot. It's just getting worse. It's just getting worse. Uh, innocently insensitive. She doesn't, she's not trying to hurt these no. kids. Like, she didn't know it was the mom. She's cat. literally. Yeah, I know. Ironic name, Grace. Oh, Grace. Misplaced retribution. (laughs) Polar madness. Yeah. (laughs) Religious horror. Yeah. The reveal. (laughs) Yeah. Sanity slippage. Yeah. Twisted Christmas. Woo! So those are my tropes. Those are gorgeous. I was like, I had a feeling we would talk for a while, and so I just kind of kept them light. There were more tropes than that. I knew this one was going to haunt me. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. (laughs) I just, oh, God. Oh, does that mean it's time to choose a... It's time to choose a scale. Okay. We have <laughs> Circles for Christ. Mm-hmm. I had... Hats. Oh, hold on. I had it in here. I have two. You have two? Okay. I had mom dolls and bathroom disasters. Bathroom disasters! Because she should have just stayed up there. Yeah. <laughs> Piss in the corner, girl. Piss in the corner. I had turkey hats and burning Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I feel like we gotta do turkey hats because it's so it's happy and joyous compared to what this movie is, and I would love it if people were like, "Oh, turkey hats!" Turkey and hats. they watch it and go, "No, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very brief turkey interlude. <laughs> it's it's a hope spot. It's a hope You're spot. You're like, oh, yeah. So yeah, turkey hats. Okay, I think I I'm have, ready. I think we're going to have different opinions. We probably do, but okay. I don't know. Okay, okay. one, two. Okay. Not that bad. Not yeah, that bad. Closer. I mean, it's not exact, but pretty damn <laughs> sorry. close. Sorry. I coughed over you saying that it was good. I'm sorry. I'll try it again. It was not that bad. Pretty close. <laughs> was that good? It was sounded good really natural too? and real. And yeah. Almost like I didn't cough over yeah. you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you had a four and a half and I had four. I, yeah. Four yeah. and a half and four. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I had four and a half just because I got to watch it again knowing yeah. what happened and I thought it was really cool. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. Any movie this uh that makes me feel this hopeless has to be well made. <laughs> yeah. It like, brings out the emotions like so vividly. Mm-hmm. Like it hurts. It hurts. This movie hurts so bad. Yeah, it does. And not like trying to busan hurts. Oh. Or like I'm crying and I'm sad. Like 
I don't have anything left after this one. I just sit there and go, huh? Train to Busan had like redemption arcs and like comedy. Yeah. Little bits. Hope among bleakness, even if it's just a tiny kernel of hope. And this was just like everything is lost. And again, it has that supernatural thing where like you can blame this on ah zombies. Yeah. This is like, oh no, this is just us. Like this is us as people and we are doing these things and that hurts. Yeah. So yeah, any movie that makes me feel that wild emotions. Yeah. uh, I give you a four and a half. That's fucking fair. (laughs) Four and a half what? I know it. You just have to (laughs) let me think for a second. Turkey hats. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot and then I was and it was funny. As soon as you said what? I went, oh, fuck. (laughs) And I almost went, hope spots. It was like, (laughs) no. What are you talking about? I mean, what is a turkey hat but a hope spot? was it really was just a little moment of yeah. reprieve yeah so, yeah how many turkey, break. turkey hats did you give it i gave it four turkey yeah. hats yeah which yeah. is an even number yes. um yes. i was thinking of it not as like even versus odd but even like you don't have half a turkey on your head yeah 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 you get it who needs half a turkey um so four turkey hats because everything you said yeah um the visuals were incredible yeah the sounds like we talked about it earlier where it's like when you Sound can't even good. clock when something's happening, but right. you know it's making you feel things, it's really effective because it's not calling out so like egregiously that you're like, oh, this is mismatched or yeah. oh, this is too much. So it felt very balanced. Mm-hmm. Cinematography, amazing. Um, but it's for because this is not a movie that I like enjoy watching. Right. Because it's like, it is a stunning movie to watch. Yeah. And like after it's like, I watched that movie, like, I can take a lot of things of value, but it hurts too bad. Yeah. And it's like, this is not one that I will choose to watch with friends. (laughs) It's not one that I will, like, watch for fun. No. And so, like, not all, like, obviously that's not the point of, like, all horror movies. It doesn't have to be that way. But for me, it's just so deeply painful that it hits all the soft spots. And it's like, I don't want to do that again. (laughs) And if you're a freak like me, and you love a sad, horrible horrible film this is one is for you this is the one i can watch horror films as long as they don't hit me in my like yeah my soul (laughs) yeah no like this one really got me (laughs) this one has everything to punch you it does like not in like a it's not like the black phone where we were watching that and feeling like good like we're like oh the relationship it's sad but this is sweet no 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 (laughs) no it's it's a downhill the entire way, and there's no like uplifting message. And it's this, it's it's the there's no one to root for, but there's yeah. no one to root against. Yeah. So like, you're it's like purgatory. You yeah. are stuck. You are in between. You are yeah you're nowhere. You're nowhere. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. <sighs> so that's why. I was like, yeah. I'm not gonna say it again, but you did for me. I'm Thank here you. for you. <laughs> so that's a total of eight and a half, and a half. turkey hats. I think that's good. That's I think that number. makes sense for this one. I think that's enough for like an awkward family Thanksgiving. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, they barely ate anything. So <laughs> the soup. Uh, Sorry about that saltine. Uh, you know, you're so mad about it. Still so mad about it. Yeah. Even though I do like Ritz more than saltines. Oh yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. So <sighs> that is. The Lodge. I almost said Dead of Winter Lodge. <laughs> and that is the Dead of Winter Lodge. <laughs> that is the Lodge. Yeah. And our discussion. Yeah. If you enjoyed your time. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> I don't think I've ever made that combination. You have never <laughs> just gone. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that was um uh, i don't know man that, that was something i needed that after this movie actually thank you i did it for you i thought you did <laughs> thank you i tapped my keyboard in such a pleasing like clicky click. yeah i was like click click woohoo and i was like i i'm so happy now oh a click click woohoo for the table okay <laughs> little asmr treat <laughs> i am unwell after that of course <laughs> if you enjoyed your time with us <laughs> we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on apple podcasts uh that helps folks find us it's just also really good to it's hear so what you have to say read, please Sorry, i'm like trying to swallow the emotions right now yeah we're going through a lot <laughs> you couldn't tell we really need the reviews it's not just because we need to be <laughs> found and you know we want this podcast to be discovered it's because yeah. us as people yeah <laughs> i just need it <laughs> do it for me do it for me as you i'm know crying we can't over breathe. this movie we just reviewed <laughs> to us so we can't breathe we can't talk she she's going Woo-hoo. <laughs> obviously we're not well obviously we're not well <sighs> yeah so rate and review um it's actually like genuinely really cool yeah, to see us <laughs> Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram at Just Cool With It, and we'll post the movie for the week there, as well as out-of-context quotes. And I am updating the show notes. Finally! I got, like, ten more episodes You're up, incredible. so officially over halfway. It takes me so long to update that. Yeah, it's fucking hard. I spend most of my time waiting on WordPress to load. So if y'all know why this very cheap hosting platform WordPress, we're using is on. so slow, then let me know, because it's a mystery. <laughs> no, um... It's, it's, we're updating, I think up to episode like 50 or 60 now. I'm trying. Okay. You can also take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Joseph. It's lurking there. It's like, I'm haunted by the woohoo. You, you, you need it. I need it. It's part of me now. Oh, so you could, it's part of me. Sorry. You're getting me. Okay. Uh, so you can check in our extended show notes or maybe even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash just cool with it. Yeah. Our patrons are incredible. Even though they chose this. Yeah, thanks guys. We gave this as an option. I know. I love <laughs> so, this. I love this movie. I, I'm glad I watched it. I didn't think they'd pick it, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't When either. I suggested it, I was like, no, no yeah. one knows this movie. Yeah. No one will pick it. I didn't think they'd Oops. pick it. Yeah. <laughs> as sad as I am, I'm glad I watched it. Like it was, yeah, there was a lot to talk it's about. Good. There's it's a lot good. to like examine. Yeah. I'm just sad now. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons, Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, Dalton, Andrew, and Olivia. Woo! Woo! The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Roxella. The cover is by our very own Nikki Solomon. What? Me? I'm pretending yeah. that they're cheering. I'm going to yeah. put in cheers. Yeah. We'll see how I Woo-hoo. feel. <laughs> I was going to say I've been dead the whole time, but... That was so bleak that yeah. I thought I'd just pretend that there were yeah. cheers to make yeah. us happier. So. And I think that that was, Woo-hoo! you pretend. Woo-hoo! Oh, what is that? <laughs> I'm oh, so God, glad you The applause. Nikki last Oh, it's fading out. That's crazy. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>